This week on our Small Business Stories podcast for Alexa. I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, so you'd think I'd be used to this by now, but I never cease to be amazed at the tenacity, scrappiness, and abundant optimism of America's small business owners. Adrian O'Hare is no exception. In fact, he embodies everything entrepreneur stands for. However, he went next level with his second franchise, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, when he signed the paperwork and moved forward with the build-out of location number two early on in the pandemic. Talk about optimism. Adrian not only believed that San Antonio and America in general would recover from a worldwide pandemic, he also believed that he and his family had what it took to operate one business through COVID while building another. And guess what? He did it. I'm not at all surprised. Hey, Adrian! Thank you so much for coming on to Shop Vocal Small Business Stories today. I'm really psyched to be talking to you about your experience with Tropical Smoothie Cafe. You have such an interesting story to tell, and I'm really excited for our listeners to hear it. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to jump in as well. Great. So just so our listeners have a little bit of a backstory, um, you had opened up with your family a tropical smoothie cafe and decided to open up your second one in March of 2020. How was that? How did that happen? And what inspired you to move forward knowing that we were on the brink of a possible pandemic? <laughs> well, it has been something that's been in the works for a while and we'd been pushing towards um, opening our second location. And it just happened to so be like right before the start of the pandemic that, you know, we were in um, the process of, you know, signing all of our contracts, um, signing for a location, getting everything in order to, to open up. And, you know, right when this all started happening, it just was a whirlwind of, of an experience that, um, it just made everything change really quickly. Um, but we went ahead and, and moved forward. Um, it did take a lot longer than it should have to open our second location, um, just with all that was going on. Um, but we pushed through it and we're able to sustain our, uh, initial business and our original business, um, our original cafe and get through, um, you know, that part of it and then go ahead and open. We just opened our second location a few, few weeks ago. Wow. Congratulations. So when you guys were signing that paperwork back in March and you were hearing, um, the words, you know, pandemic, um, on the news and whatnot, at what point did, did you say, okay, this is, this is actually really serious and we need to see if we can actually make this happen or, or did you just say, Hey, it's, it's happening, but, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna move forward. Um, I know that, you know, when I sold my business in March of 2020, it didn't really hit us at that point that it was going to be as bad as it was. So when did, when did it kind of hit you like the Mack truck that I'm imagining it hit you guys? Uh, so the first few weeks, um, we, we just said, hey, we're going to have to hold off a little bit, um, you know, talk to corporate and talk to, um, you know, people we were signing contracts with and let them know that, you know, we're just going to uh, give it a few weeks and, and see how it goes. Um, 
you know, I had people close to me that thought like, Hey, in a few days, this will be over with, uh, we'll be all right. We'll just see how it goes in, in about a week or two and, and everything will just blow over. Um, and then, uh, to, t- to be honest, my initial, um, thought was, uh, this isn't going to end anytime soon. This is just going to get worse. Um, and then it'll get worse again. And, it might get a little bit worse than before it starts getting any, any better. I did not expect it to get as bad as it was. Um, I thought maybe, you know, summertime will be okay. Um, and, um, I did, I did think like, I I actually just thought I, I didn't think too much about our second business. Um, Mm -hmm. at the, at that point, I thought we had to figure out a way to survive our, our original business, um, before even moving forward. Um, and then trying to figure out a way out, um, once, things kind of, you know, the dust kind of settled. Mm-hmm. So what was your biggest obstacle that you faced with the first business? I was, ima- I'm imagining you, you know, had a shutdown to people coming in and eating in the cafe. What were some of the tools that you used to kind of sustain, to s- sustain keeping in touch with your customers, keeping your customers served, keeping business coming through the doors? Well, um, Luckily, we didn't have to completely close our doors. Um, we didn't have to, um, you know, refuse any customers. Um, we did have to make a lot of changes. Um, so first thing we did was completely shut down our lobby, you know, you put away all the chairs, put away all the tables. Um, then we offered, we made quick transitions. We, we, um, pushed people towards our app to ordering online. Um, we, we offered curbside right away before really anyone else was. Um, I, I don't know if anyone else was in the country in regards to the, the business that we have um, in Tropical Smoothie Cafe, but we're like, hey, we'll take you right to your, right to your car. Um, and um, a lot of to-go orders. Um, we did have a few, I want to say maybe a few weeks, a few months where we did, we had a very low amount of clientele that was coming into our doors. It was very difficult. We had to um, shorten our hours. Um, we still have, I guess you want to say like COVID hours right now, um, just just because of the times. So um, say we take it back to the beginning of 2020, our normal hours were from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, during, I guess, say the peak of, you know, the the not so good looking process of COVID and, and pandemic. Um, we had to shorten our hours to 12 PM to five. So we're only open five hours a day, five, uh, seven days a week. So, uh, we were very low on hours and very low on, on staff. And we just, that's just the adjustment we had to make. And we just had to push people towards other options uh, to go, um, carry out, um, curbside online ordering. Um, we pushed our, we are, we're on like all the delivery platforms. Um, we pushed everyone to um, ordering on those platforms um, just to generate um, some revenue and just to make sure we had um, jobs for our employees. Wow. That must've been quite a crazy time. You must've been really burning the midnight oil, making those decisions. I can only imagine. So simultaneously, you are trying to figure out how you're going to open up your second location. How, how did that process go and how did COVID kind of impact construction, hiring, training? How did that, how did that work out? So 
it, it changed a bunch. It changed a bunch. We had to make um, certain adjustments, but some of it actually kind of helped in the long run. So at that point, since we understood that the clientele, the, the, there was change coming for the way people, you know, were processing things, the way they wanted things, they wanted more curbside, they wanted more to go, they wanted more, um, you know, like drive through. So we, we, we went through the process and we found a location that we could have a drive through. Um, we actually made our, our lobby a lot smaller, maybe half the size of what we have in our, in our first location, um, to cater to, to more to go orders. And we're just understanding that people probably aren't going to want to sit inside of a restaurant as much anymore. And we are a fast casual restaurant. So people do come in and out. Um, but we could have a high volume of people just, um, you know, sitting down, getting up, going, sitting down, getting up, going. And, and it just, since we have less seating area, it kind of made um, a bigger difference. So we're able to get a smaller location, which is, you know, less impact on rent. Um, and so it, it kind of transitioned that way. And in regards to, to hiring, um, we didn't make too many, cha- too many changes in regards to hiring because now at the point where we're at, um, we do see people are open to coming back to working. We did have a little bit of an issue during the high peak time of what with our first location. Um, but I actually, um, what we did in, at that point is we didn't, we stopped hiring because we had so many of our employees that decided they wanted to stay home and we just gave them as much time off as they needed. Um, let them know if you want to come back in a few months, whenever you're whenever you're ready to come back to work, there's work for you. And for the people that were willing and wanted to work, they, they went ahead and stayed on and they were able to get a bunch of hours that they wanted. Um, So there was a little bit of transition there Um, in regards to maybe some of the like construction and build out um, really everything kind of just slowed down. So um, and permits slowed down, getting in contact with the counties um, to get all of our permits in order. Um, the process now has just become a lot slower just because um, there's just steps that are put into place. Just everyone has this, um, extra steps that they're taking precautions, whether it's the certain amount of people that are on the job site, um, whether it's, you know, getting, uh, you know, having to now make appointments for, for, um, permits to be set up and making sure that there's a certain amount of people aren't at the locations at certain times, not having a bunch of people doing permits all at the same time and inspections all at the same time. So it just kind of just slowed all the process down just a little bit longer than, than, um, than normal. Um, so that just kind of changed a little bit as well. Now I'm really noticing that with a lot of businesses and a lot of people still, you know, at home, um, and maybe still receiving benefits of some sort that so many people are hiring and there's actually a, a shortage in workers. I know, you know, around here, a lot of women have been affected and because kids have been home and haven't been going back to school until recently, um, they've had no choice. They've had to leave their jobs and, and stay home with the kids. Are you struggling to find to find people and has the hiring process been difficult kind of given, given the COVID circumstances? I, I don't have an exact um, answer for that because hiring is always kind of been a little bit difficult. (laughs) Um, And especially in the industry that we're in, we hire high school age and college age um, kids. So we do have kind of a lot of turnover. 
And I don't know, I don't exactly know all the ins and outs of how, um, you know, I guess like unemployment works here in Texas, mm -hmm. because it seems like we do have the people that are, that are willing and wanting to work there, they are looking for jobs. Yeah. And, um, and I know there's more than enough jobs that need to be filled. So there might be just a, just the balancing act of, you know, maybe there are people that aren't, aren't going back to work at this time. And there's, there's people that do want to go back to work, but it just seems like there's so many jobs, um, especially at this, the city that we're in, um, that we're kind of always on that, you know, point where we need, we could always use more people. And we're always looking for um, people. And I, every time someone asks like, oh, are you hiring? And, and my response is, I'm always looking for great people. Always. doesn't matter if we have enough or, or not enough. Um, always looking for great people. Right. So it sounds like you haven't seen too much of a shift. That's good. It's it's too bad that there's always difficulty in, in finding good people. But it sounds like um, it's not no different from maybe prior to COVID. <laughs> Yeah. And I did have more of my staff that was willing to come back to work. Um, we kept them all, we kept every single person. We told them, we, you all have a job. You all have, as soon as you're ready to come back, um, each one of you has a job. We're, we don't want to let anybody go. And um, as soon as you're ready to come back. Um, so we did have, you know, gradually, once more people started feeling more comfortable, once they saw the safety protocols that we're taking and that needed to be the requirements, um, we had more and more people just willing to to start coming back in and we just um, extended our hours a little more, a little more, and then a little more. Um, and, and you know, we're not at full capacity and full, you know, like our hours aren't um, fully operational, but yeah. we're making it work. Nice, good. So tell me how you market a new location um, opening in the middle of a pandemic. Has it has it gotten you thinking a little bit differently about marketing or how to reach out to people? Have you shifted maybe your marketing practices to different channels or platforms? Um, where are you focusing now to drive customers to this new, newly opened Tropical Smoothie Cafe? So the marketing hasn't changed too much. Maybe some of the um, the way we market has changed a little bit. So um, recently what I've taken um, initiative in is actually, um, how can I say, is actually showing more people with smiles. So um, I guess championing our customers and championing our employees. And, um, you know, of course with social distance aspects. So usually it's a single picture, um, or like, yeah, single pictures with people actually with our product in the hand and with a big giant smile. So I'm trying to push more smiles, um, with our, the last, I want to say three months, our, our new initiative is to pushing, um, more of our customer and pushing more of our employees. And it seemed to have helped a lot because right now, um, we, we don't always get privy to seeing people smile. Um, and so we're trying to make a little bit of a change in that. And with our new location, it seems that, um, we have hit the floor running. I think people, um, where we're located, um, people are just a little more open to going out and, um, people are going to restaurants. So I think people are just, we're just ready to get out of their house. And it's a brand new, um, the, our new location is actually in a city that has no tropical smoothie cafes. So it's a brand new item and it's a brand new thing that's in their city. And people are just now warming up to leaving their home again. And I think it's just um, helped that, you know, we have something new to offer to them. That's great. 
That's awesome. So tell me what, what business practices uh, that you put into place, opening up this cafe, the, you know, I know you have two more in line to be opened. So what business practices did you put into place during COVID that you think, you know, you'll stick with as you move into the process of opening more locations? So um, from the beginning it, with food, um, it's very important that you, you know, stay sanitary, stay, stay safe. Um, the food industry actually the, like best practices in regards to sanitation processes. So we have, um, ever since we've opened any of our restaurants, we've had like sanitation buckets all over the floor. I'm, I'm sure you've seen when, when um, at restaurants, when you see like the busser or the waitress go around with a, with a towel on their hand, and it's actually a sanitation towel. Usually you're supposed to spray it down to wipe down any, um, you know, anything that might be left behind. And then you're supposed to sanitize the, the table afterwards, uh, tables, chairs, whatever needs to be sanitized. So we've always kept that in mind. Um, and I'm actually a real big stickler for things that are clean. So I constantly have my team cleaning. Um, so that part of it didn't change too much. Um, we just had to tell them, we had to reinforce like, Hey, we have to constantly, constantly being cleaning and sanitizing, um, our, our, you know, ourselves, our areas, everything, um, you know, constantly washing hands. Um, that's a, you know, rest restaurant standard and a food standard. Um, some of the, you know, small little nuances that we've changed. Um, so little things like, um, always wearing your gloves. So you, always, no matter what you're doing, you wear your glove uh, while you're in, in the cafe working. Um, that was something that was a little bit different before. So if you're making food with your hands um, or you're you're doing food prep, you wear your gloves. And if you're just making smoothies, since you're not really touching any of the fruit or vegetables, um, you're just touching the utensils, you didn't really have to wear gloves. But now at this point, we changed the process of, you know, wearing your gloves. Um, when you're at the register, you know, wear some gloves now. Um, just because you're handling money, you're handling the register, you're, you're coming in contact with different people. So we changed that. Um, we don't we don't have our lobby open at this point. Um, so no seating in our in our locations for people to do sit think, in. Do you think you'll stick with that with the new locations, a smaller lobby or a, sorry, not a smaller lobby, but um, more of a takeout feel and less of a restaurant feel? Yeah. So our lobby at that location is actually open, but we haven't had that many patrons that stay and sit. Um, more people are, are taking to go. So actually at that location, we actually have a, um, I don't even know what you would call it. it it's like, um, like a shelving system for to go orders. So it stacks up, um, in nines where, you know, since it's just been a change of people just want to go orders. So yeah. we're catering towards that. Um, other little change that we made is um, we make sure to to tie up people's bags. So to make sure that, you know, people know that no one gets into it. At a certain point, we were actually taping the bags shut um, with um, or putting a little ribbon on it, um, especially for delivery orders. And then now at this point, we we cover our our smoothies with um, with a bag on top. It's a small little like sandwich bag. Um, so any order that gets um, any orders that get placed, um, we cover the top of <coughs> top of the cup with a, with a little bag, uh, just a little added precaution, just to make sure that, you know, we're safe, no one tampers with it. And so the customer knows that, you know, there's, there's no one tampering with their, their food. And people want to just make sure that, um, you know, for the most part, no one's tampering with their food. And yeah. we'll probably stick to those practices because um, it's just a little simple step, a little added step. Um, and it's kind of just like um, something secure for the customer. And it doesn't take much from us. Like to tie someone's back shut is not, yeah. Um, it just takes a few seconds um, and, and it's almost like just guaranteeing that, you know, the, 
there's, there's nothing that's going to be either missing or no one's going to reach into your bag or anything like that. So just little things like that, that have, that have helped out a lot. Awesome. So before we wrap up, Adrian, um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. One that you didn't expect. Um, give me your why statement. Why did you want to be a franchise owner? Why did you want to open a tropical smoothie cafe? What, what brought you to this place? on your way to having four tropical smoothie cafe restaurants? So my, to me, um, food plays an important part of my life um, and eating right and exercise and taking care of yourself is important to me. So being able to provide that type of environment for customers, just um, an option um, that people can enjoy and it, so that played a big part. And so also this is a, Food in general is very important to me. I, I, I love to cook for my family. Um, I love gatherings. I love, there's so much that um, can go on with the experience of food. So being able to provide that for people um, is, is very important to me. And uh, this is a family-owned business. So being able to work with my family and enjoy each other the way we do in, it's not always easy, but it's something that we're doing together, building together. And it makes me happy to be able to do something with my family and being invited into, you know, this space to, to help them grow a business has been, um, you know, no business is easy. It's a challenge, but for, for us, we take on that challenge. We know that every day we're going to wake up and we're going to move forward and we're going to put one foot in front of the other. Um, that's exactly what, you know, that last year during this, this whole pandemic was, was a test for everyone. And we saw there was a certain point where I saw like all around us, we're on uh, one of our businesses is right on like a, like a, like a strip of just food restaurants and left and right of us, businesses were closing left and right. And we were, we were worried at certain points, like, Oh my gosh, this close. Oh my gosh, this close. And they're all big names, all bit, all names that we know of and um, franchises as well. And like, you know, we just have to get through this, whatever it takes. We got to make sure that we get through this. Um, and we have to make sure that we have customers come in the door. We have to make sure that we still have employees. Uh, we saw, we have to make sure that we're running the, the business um, lean and efficiently um, and making sure we're doing it right. So that those challenges, challenge, business challenges um, really excite me. Uh, developing people really, really excites me. Developing young people really excites me. Being able to see someone blossom from within, um, even though they're, you know, range from 16 to 24 years old, seeing someone just see their eyes um, light up in certain, when they get something, when something clicks uh, for me is, is just amazing. I, I tell some of my crew sometimes that, you know, if you ever think about going into business or going to business school, um, I promise you, I can teach you a lot more just stick with me for a few years. I can teach you a lot more about business and I'm going to pay you for it. Um, and I promise I'll teach you the ins and outs and intricacies of, of everything that we do here. And it won't cost you a dime, but you'll learn so much of it. And so that, part of that is what really motivates me. Wow. That's awesome. I'm impressed. It's really, it's really nice to hear from an entrepreneur who's focused on paying it forward um, and paying it back. You know, I mean, entrepreneurship brings so much to all of our lives. So that's really great. And I imagine you've inspired many an employee uh, on your journey. So 
keep up the great work, Adrian. It sounds like you are, are experiencing great things and a lot of great success. And it sounds like you'll continue that in the future. So thank you for coming on. And it's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. And it's been um, an amazing experience just to open up and, and uh, you know, tell my story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really psyched for people to hear it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Shop Vocal Small Business Stories. Shop Vocal is dedicated to helping small businesses find their voice, connecting our customers to theirs, using custom voice experiences delivered directly to smart speakers like Amazon's Alexa. Check out shopvocal.co for more information.